it's insane how many amazing people we're surrounded by, and we don't even know it. Podcast Junkies, episode number 20. So we've got a special interview today with Brandy Shea from Quality Thrives. And although they're not podcasting now at the moment, they do plan to do a podcast for their project, Quality Thrives. Uh, I met them at uh, Podcast Movement, and I'm really high on uh, what, what they've got planned. They've got a road trip. They're going to be interviewing about 250 entrepreneurs over the next couple of years. And I think it's uh, something that we all need to get behind. So truly inspiring conversation. So let's get to it. Today's guest is uh, someone that's a, a little different than, than folks that I've had on previously. Um, the regular listeners will know that I typically have podcasters on, and uh, obviously that's what drives the, the name of the show, Podcast Junkies. But um, I met my next guest at Podcast Movement and had heard a lot of good things about her and, and the things that she's been working on. And um, learned even more as we started our, our discussions online, and I was pretty excited to to, to bring her on. Um, and with the work that she's doing for this uh, project she's got coming up, so uh, Brandy Shea, thank you so much for coming on to Podcast Junkies. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So we were introduced through Lacey Rowley, um, who is now the new co-host for the Chris Arone Show. Uh, so shout out to them. And uh, th- those those guys do a fantastic job of connecting people. Um, and, and they did that with uh, you and I. Oh, my God. They are amazing. Brendan and I were actually just talking about that this morning, how podcast movement would have been. We're, we're both like hardcore introverts. So without Lacey and Chris, it would have been impossible for us to meet anyone. They're wonderful. Yeah, um, uh, I, I became familiar of your work because of uh, some of the stuff you've done with uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. You've done some uh, graphic design work, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm one of their head graphic designers. Yeah. So, um, but what I think was um, something new that's on your plate, and and that's something that I think deserves a, a lot more attention, and I'm, I'm I'm looking to get it as much publicity as possible, is your new Quality Thrives project. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're super excited, and I, I really do appreciate you wanting to get it out there because we're working hard to get it out there too. And it's, it's tough at the beginning, you know, I mean, I mean, everyone who starts anything would agree with that. It's, it's so hard to build an audience. So talk to me about the, the, the genesis of this, this, this idea, like where were you, do you remember where you were when, when the thought popped into your head? Cause we, we've all had like these ideas and we rush out to like, uh, register a domain name cause we're so excited and <laughs> everyone's got that graveyard of unused domain names. I'm sure oh God, I've got like about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a, a good 20 to 30 myself. So this one stuck for some reason. So talk to me about the Genesis and then how you guys started this project. Yeah, it's actually funny. I do specifically remember exactly where we were when we came up with the idea. We were walking our dog on a trail behind our apartment complex. And um, we had started talking about traveling because we knew our lease was coming up. Our lease was going to be up this October. And we knew that we wanted to travel. And um, we had also, Brendan and I, had also kind of been feeling sort of disconnected from the entrepreneur community. Um, we, we couldn't really find much to relate to. And that's primarily because a lot of it is focused around successful people. 
And, you know, all the insight and all the advice, a lot of it comes from the top dog people. And we're not at that level yet. And so it's, it's really hard to connect. And so we, we wanted to do something about that. We wanted to create a space for ourselves that would be more focused around realistic content provided by average people. And so that paired with the traveling, we were like, okay, how can we, how can we combine these together? And at that moment, we decided to do Quality Thrives. So and, and in addition to that, I don't know if you've ever heard of Humans of New York, um, started by Brandon Stanton, but he basically travels around New York City and takes pictures of everyday people on the streets and asks them just amazing questions. And they always give the most amazing insight. And I have been a huge fan of Humans of New York for a long time. And so I really kind of wanted to find a way to implement his methods into what we're doing. Yeah, that that concept of like man on the streets or woman on the street, if you will, uh, capturing like uh, real life journaling of people's daily lives, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and, and just putting that in, in a realistic um, context for other people to see, I think is really fantastic. And I, I've seen a lot of those uh, folks that do that. There's a there's a guy that uh, I follow on Instagram. His name is Ty Neve, and he's uh, he was an ESPN reporter and he does something similar where he he's he's fascinated with basketball and he's made it a mission to like just travel across the country and just taking pictures of like basketball courts and like ghetto neighborhoods and and the people that are, that play there and just kind of like just that whole man on the street it's it's pretty fascinating so that's uh, amazing <laughs> yeah. i had no idea about that yeah. i mean yeah there's there's like humans of amsterdam humans of boston there's yeah. a whole bunch of different groups that have popped up recently that are kind of following that trend and it, that's it's so wonderful that the idea of promoting the average individual rather than the millionaire. I mean, I totally understand, you know, millionaires, they obviously have the best insight because they made it to the top, you know, yeah. but it's, there does, I feel like there, there needs to be more relatable content out there. Things that we can all connect with when we're going through the struggle, you know, we can watch or look at a picture or hear insight from someone who's on our level and just feel like that comfort of knowing someone else has gone through the struggle as well. Yeah, and that's a fascinating angle that you guys take and, and then the point that you're making that you feel disconnected from the stories that you hear because, I mean, in reality, I think what a lot of people assume is that when you listen to these folks by, by some sort of um, ab absorption through the, the, the message that they're delivering, uh, um, that, they'll, that, that all, they'll automatically transmit that knowledge, that wonderful knowledge of how they became a millionaire through like a 60-minute you know, 60, 60 podcast and you're like, you'll get all the tips and tricks and and the insight as to how they got to where they were but i think what's missing from that equation is the not the unglamorous part the part where they struggled for 10 years to get something off the ground where they could they couldn't get like the funding they wanted they couldn't get you know their first 10 products failed you know they don't really spend a lot of time talking about that stuff and i i think that's sort of the the point you're making with the, with the direction you guys uh, have taken Right. Well, I mean, that's exactly the the point that we are trying to make. And I mean, in my business with Mile One Creative, I specifically work with people who are entrepreneurs and startups. And most of my clients, especially within the past six months, have been individuals who have really jumped in hard to the entrepreneur community and spent a whole bunch of money on a bunch of different things and, you know, tried to follow all this different advice that they were getting 
from the really, you know, high level top dog people. And then they come to me and they have lost everything, you know, like, and it's just that idea that there's so much information out there telling us that we can be successful overnight and that it's easy and that anybody can do it. That's unfortunately not the case. Like it requires hard work and effort. And there is going to be a very long period where you are constantly working. I mean, we've been doing two to three all nighters per week to try and get all of this stuff done. And we've been doing that for the past six months. And, you know, that's just scratching the surface. So I, I really, we want to introduce the, the realistic side of entrepreneurship into the entrepreneur community. Yeah, man, that, that, that resonates uh, with me. And I'm sure it resonates with a lot of the listeners as well, because that, that, that scenario that you just painted where you, you are given this list of things that if you, if you buy these things, if you sign up for these programs and, and you don't know any better when you're getting started because you think, exactly. you know, you're like, okay, these guys did it and, and look, they're successful. So if I'm, if I sign up for their program, if I get, if I start to get spammed by their email every other day, then maybe like the solution is in there somewhere and it's not it's not as easy as as uh, following their formula because their formula won't won't work for you. Exactly. I mean, the the psychology behind it. That's that's the thing is that every situation is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. So you can't just follow one individual's advice. You've got to learn how to trust your gut. And by all of this information going out there saying that you can build a business overnight and that you know it, it's telling people to listen to the advice of others rather than actually their own advice, you know, and it's, it's saying that you don't need skill. It's just, it's been really hard. And that's kind of, that's also been a huge reason for the disconnect from the entrepreneur community that we've been feeling. Cause we started to really notice that and just feel like there was so much spam out there. You know, I mean, I love entrepreneurs so much. I love working with them and they are so wonderful about being supportive and just really great connections. Um, but there's also a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are just kind of doing things simply to make money. And entrepreneurship is about so much more than making money. It's about the journey, you know? Yeah. I mean, as, as much as I hate to say it, that, that word <laughs> and variations of that word, um, have been thrown around. I've, I've never seen so many variations on the word entrepreneur as I have in the past six to <laughs> six to 12 months. What? I mean, like, uh, you know, everything you can think of modernpreneur, artpreneur, nursepreneur, doctorpreneur, whatever you can think of. <laughs> I think I've seen them all. And then like, I see an, a new one pop up and everyone, it, it seems to be a word that resonates so strongly with people because it, it describes, you know, this sort of like independent thing that you're creating on your own. But at, at the end of it all, uh, we're, we're all a bit misguided because there's no instruction manual for how to be a successful entrepreneur. And everyone that's made it kind of adds their own spin to things, adds their own personality and has to go through uh, a, a, a ton of failures to figure out what is the perfect solution that works for them? And I think highlighting that is is pretty important. And, and I think it's just a, such a timely topic because there's just more and more people jumping into it and, and getting the entrepreneur bug, if you will. At the same time, there's also people, and, and this is kind of why we also started Quality Thrives, there's also people who are starting to realize these things as well. Like, you know, taking off the rose-colored glasses that, you know, this stuff is actually 10 times harder than you expect. And I, I feel like we're just kind of like, I feel like I'm specifically being very negative here and I don't mean to be with quality thrives. That is not a negative thing at all. We are trying to promote something 
we're, we're trying to get this message out there that hard work and dedication is really where satisfaction and success is. And so we're, we're really trying to promote positive, proactive change within the entrepreneur community. Yeah. And so you've, you've obviously, um, I saw you guys were pretty busy at podcast movement. So talk talk to me about why, um, you decided that that was a, a conference, an important conference that you guys needed to be at. Well, I have a lot of connections with podcasters because I've been working with John and Kate with Entrepreneur on Fire, um, as well as Chris Cerrone. And so I knew going out there that I would have a good, solid foundation of entrepreneurs who could kind of help us and lead us to other entrepreneurs. Um, I also, there's so, podcast is blowing up like crazy. I I feel like in the past couple of months, especially, um, it's just totally flourishing and people are starting to realize like anyone can potentially be a podcaster and obviously there's a good podcast there's a bad podcast but yeah. like to the core you to be a podcaster you've got to be an entrepreneur like you know that you've just you've got to have that entrepreneur s- spirit and fire inside of you and so we knew that coming to podcast movement we we would meet a lot of individuals who were kind of just getting started and who were maybe going through the struggle of trying to figure things out and we we thought that we'd find a lot of good interview opportunities with that. And how, then were you, were you, uh, satisfied with how it turned out? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So satisfied. There was, there was one interview where our interviewee actually started crying in the middle of it. And Mm. that was the most amazing moment for, for me, just because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to like bring out these emotions from people about like, we're really trying to get past the wall of promotion because when, when interviews are done, a lot of the times people don't let that wall down because they're trying to promote their business and sound good. And, you know, we want to get past that and we want to get to the true authentic person. So having that experience where I connected with someone on such a deep level that they started crying was just like, that made the whole thing totally worth it. Yeah. But I think that speaks to the sincerity of like what you guys are, are coming into this with and how you, I'm sure how you approach the questions you ask, uh, the way you lead the conversation. Um, you, you probably pretty quickly get to some, some, some raw, you touch some raw nerves when you talk to people about the challenges that they're facing. And a lot of times in these groups that they're in and entrepreneurial groups or, or, or meetups or uh, masterminds, what, what have you, they, they talk about the stuff they want to succeed um, on and, and, and where they're having wins. They might touch on some of the, the challenges they're having, but they probably don't deep dive to the extent that they do when someone uh, like you is asking them these, these pointed questions about where they're, where they're struggling. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're really trying to get that information out of them, like where they are right now, you know, not where they want to be in the future or not what they've, not the advice that they've heard, what their life is like right now. And we, we just want the genuine person. Yeah, I I think it's, it's fantastic. And I think, uh, the, the stories that are going to, come out that have come out and that are going to keep coming out from from this effort are, are going to be ones that are just going to continuously resonate with people and make people feel like these these feelings that they have these challenges they have these struggles that they're going through uh, they're not going through this alone and every single variety of of struggle that exists out there other people are facing as well absolutely that's and that's exactly what we want to do in fact we heard from someone yesterday 
who sent us an email and said that they had had a horrible experience with an investor that day. And then they ran across one of our videos and it completely reinvigorated them and made them get out of their funk for the day. And hearing that totally just like blows my mind. We've heard that from a couple of different people and even from the people that we've interviewed them telling us that they, they watched back over their interview and it reminded them why they got started with what they're doing in the first place. And that is such a wonderful thing to hear and to know that we're helping people see the realistic side of entrepreneurship and telling them that they're not alone in this and that they've got other people out there who are going through the same things. Yeah. And it's the same way, like uh, as a podcaster, you know, when we were at podcast movement and I've heard this from several folks, um, if you've had a show that's been out for a while, it's just, uh, it feels good when someone tells you that they're, they're listening to the show or, or one of the episodes resonated with them. You, you, you know, I, if it's in person or sometimes it's via Twitter or something like that, it just sort of justifies uh, that there is an audience listening to what you have to say. Um, and, and secondly, and more importantly, that your message is resonating with them is always, is always nice to hear. Absolutely. For sure. Big picture and the goals, you know, you've, you've got um, probably several, a couple, uh, like about a dozen interviews recorded so far. We actually, for, uh, for the quality, yeah, we've done 15 interviews. We have okay. 10 posted right now, but we have five that are currently under editing in the works with that. So, and, uh, talk, talk a little bit about the format, like how, how long they are. Um, and, and then what happens when, once the, the videos is, is completely edited like where it ends up and all that. Yeah. So we, we spend about, uh, 15 to 30 minutes doing the interview and then we spend about 20 minutes getting b-roll and we we try to get b-roll of the person in their workspace doing their their daily tasks you know like we've done personal trainers and showed them training people or we've even done musicians and showed them doing a show yeah um so and then we condense it down into we we take out the best advice and the most raw honest things that they say we pair that with the b-roll and then we add some really inspirational, emotional, emotional music to it. And that seems to, to hit well with people as, as well. Like it, it kind of draws out that emotion, you know? Um, and so then it, they end up being about three minutes long. So it's kind of, we're, we're sort of, sort of putting these out there, like your daily dose of inspiration, you know, just like, cause no one's going to watch something. No one has time, honestly, to watch something that's like five minutes or even longer than that. Yeah. So we figured that if we kept it to, to the three minute, time limit that it would be something good if people were like scrolling scrolling through their Facebook they could just click play and watch it for a minute and just kind of get that that good inspirational feeling for the day um so and then once they are edited we just put them up on YouTube and then distribute them through all of our social media platforms and um starting on October 10th which is our official launch date that's when we're heading out on the road um we are going to be putting the full interviews on our website along with a blog post and uh, photos that we took during the interview. So um, I'm a huge fan of uh, synchronicity and, and having the universe work in a, in a whole bunch of mysterious ways. October 10th is actually my birthday. So. No way, that's <laughs> awesome. We are totally, we're going to make a little video for you. That's funny. We're launching today and it's also Harry's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> cool. So uh, I think uh, you also talked, uh, um, part of the, the output is um, possibly getting a, a podcast going as well in conjunction with it, right? 
Yes, yeah. So, and we've actually we've recorded two episodes so far, um, but we're really planning to get started with that once we're on the road because we want to be able to talk about the struggles that we're facing as we're traveling or the amazing things that we're learning as we're traveling. You know, um, and also do recaps of the different p- types of people that we're meeting because we're, with going all over the country, we really expect that we're going to be meeting a very diverse group of people. You know, I mean, people in Texas are completely different from people in New York and people in Florida are different from people in California. And it's so we're we're excited to be able to share that through the podcast. Yeah, I think that's going to be really exciting because, it, it, I mean, you're definitely not going to have any shortage of material. It's always such a dynamic environment when, when you're on the road. Um, you know, I, I recently came back from uh, actually attending the Burning Man Festival, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> you went to Burning Man? That, that is crazy. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was our first time. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of stories there to tell. So that, that'll have to be for another episode, probably. Um, yeah, but just if I think about like, just getting there, uh, you know, getting in the car, like we had, uh, we've got a, a van, um, that got us there and where, where we slept and, and just the stories like on the way, um, there, obviously the stories when we're there in the event and, and just the interactions you have, the people you meet, man, there's, I sort of wish I, I had a, a live mic going at all times just to keep capturing stuff. But, uh, well, that's, that's the thing. Like when you're on the road and when you do road trips, there is some sort of like energy, that you feel, you know, and it's, it's the excitement of getting to see new things. And you just, I, I feel like when I'm always on the road, I think so much, like my mind just goes a million miles a second, you know? Um, and I think about things I, I feel like on a deeper level than I do, you know, if I'm just sitting in my apartment. So, um, we feel like the, the things that we're going to be experiencing while we're actually driving and on the road, that's going to be great to record. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's a reason why Jack Kerouac wrote a, a book <laughs> titled that, just because of adventures that happen when uh, when you get on the road and the people you meet. So um, I think every generation ha- has that experience, and that th- that feeling that you get I, of 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 having your mind open up. It's sort of, sort of like what happens when when I get on an airplane, and it might might have something to do with the altitude, but I feel like my mind gets much more clearer. My thoughts become clearer. I, I'm in the mood to like write, um, whether it's journaling or, or, or writing related to work, and and uh, and it sounds like that's the sort of thing that happens when you get on the road. Absolutely, and it's funny that you said that. Um, I was just talking to my mom about this a couple of weeks ago, and, and her and I struggle with this both. We our minds become so overworked when we're on an airplane, like we become so hyped up for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like you said, it might be the altitude, but we, we specifically, both of us have to contain ourselves because we start coming up with all these different like business ideas and (laughs) projects. And it's just, when you get off the airplane, you're exhausted from all of the, the thinking that you've done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I always make it a point to have like a journal, like because you can't count on the laptop because of the, you always got to turn it on and off. But I just always like try to have like a like a moleskin or something just just to jot down ideas because they seem to, like you said, just just keep, seem to come fast and furious. And and but if you don't jot them down, by the time you land, you'll have forgotten half of them. Right. The other place that this happens is in the shower. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I was actually I was literally in the shower the other day having an idea about how maybe if someone could invent some sort of whiteboard that you could put in the shower that wouldn't, you know, get wiped off by the steam. So, well, 
Well, so fu- so funny you mention it that someone has done that, <laughs> and I just actually got my order of it in. It's on Amazon. It's called Aqua Notes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I am totally getting that because yeah, the shower is definitely my place to really, really think. Yeah, and it's something to do with like again being like in a relaxed environment. It, you know, obviously totally exposed, and it kind of like frees up your mind or something like that. But yeah, I, I follow. Um, another podcast called less doing with this guy Ari Mizell and he mentioned it one time and, and and I finally got around to ordering them so they came in like uh, last week but it's literally like a small um pad with these waterproof pages on it and a suction cup and then a pe- a pencil with a suction cup and the pencil writes I, it wet I guess so I tested it out and it works I mean you just like you get the inspiration yeah it, you just jot down the note so no more excuses for for not being able to to write down the idea when it strikes no i'm totally getting one of those that's awesome yes yeah, i'll send you the link for that as well so talk a bit about like how you're preparing because you obviously have a date in mind and october 10th is not that far away so uh, do you you have this like this huge plan in like uh google doc somewhere where you, you've got all the pieces that need to fall into place prior to then to be honest, that's we should do that, but we haven't simply because we have been so insanely overworked that we just haven't had time to plan everything out. So our our what we've decided is that once we leave on October 10th, we're going to go up to Louisville, Kentucky first, because um, that's where uh, one of my business partners, Kenneth Badgett, um, he lives up there. And so we're going to stay there for about a month. And once we're there, we're going to start really actually delving into the plans. But I mean, trying to prepare everything, you know, we're we're selling everything we own to pursue this. And so having to do all of that while also managing our freelance business and still doing the interviews, it's so much to to handle that the planning portion is going to just have to wait until we're actually on the road. It seems like it's the type of thing that once you get it kicked off, like, it's like the other pieces will fall into place. And, and it's almost like the things that need to get done sort of like bubble, always end up bubbling their way up to the top. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think we don't want this to be something very structured. We want to kind of go down the path that life takes us, you know, and I don't want to sound naive um, when I say that, because obviously you do have to plan. And we, we've been having to plan financially for it for quite a while. Um, so but we, we don't want to cut ourselves off to opportunity because of a structured plan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point because just the very nature of being on the road, I mean, you're going to meet people that you hadn't planned on meeting um, and they're going to be pointing you to people that you hadn't planned on interviewing and, you know, equipment issues, notwithstanding, you know, knock on wood, you know, vehicle issues. Like there's so many different things, so many variables in place. Even when you just do a show on its own, the fact that you're uh, adding to the equation, uh, traveling as well, and, and the, the logistics that go into that, um, I think you, you do need to be flexible. You need to be able to roll with the punches. Right, right. And I mean, I, I've, I've always been someone who is very structured and who likes following a plan and who likes routine. And so this is kind of, it's been a learning experience for me, but it's also an opportunity to kind of challenge myself and you know, find that new part of me. That's more of a free spirit. And that's, what's so great about Brendan and I's relationship is that I am very structured and he is a complete free spirit. Hmm. So it's kind of helped a lot with, with getting this process going. Yeah. Sort of like the yin and the yang, right? 
Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> so looking at the, uh, the, the calendar that you, get, you guys have outlined, 17 cities, 250 inspiring individuals. Uh, right now, the, the major cities in that first leg that you're doing from um, October through January is going to be starting out in, in Kentucky, but you're also heading through uh, Nashville, New York, Boston, and Philadelphia. Yes, yeah. So and we're actually, before we go to Louisville, we're actually going to Nashville. I didn't mention that we're okay. only going to be there for a couple of days, but then we're going to go up to Louisville and then be there for a month. And then until January, we'll be in the Northeast area. You're also picking cities that uh, have a lot of sightseeing built in. So are you going to try to make some time yeah. for that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's I mean, we, we definitely did that on purpose. We, we did keep in mind, like I did a lot of research um, of the cities that have a good number of entrepreneurship, you know, like a, a, a pretty large entrepreneur community. I didn't really want to exclude the cities that don't have a large entrepreneur community. So I kind of tried to do a mixture of both. Like, I don't know if you, if you noticed, but like Los Angeles isn't on there. Silicon Valley is not on there. Yeah. Um, cause we, we really, we don't want to go to the stereotypical entrepreneur places. We want to find the, you know, even the people like up in Wisconsin or like Minnesota, you know, random places throughout the U.S. We want to find those people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in L.A., so we're going to have to figure out how to how to meet up either in San Francisco or, or, or maybe <laughs> that's and it, it's funny. We've there's so many people that have reached out to us that aren't on aren't in a city on our list. So, I mean, we're we're anticipating that that list will change as we go. We just wanted to put something up that showed a general outline of our general direction across the U.S. It'd be funny to have the map that you currently have now with the stars, and then this is the baseline, and then like uh, a year from now, just like red stars that show where you actually... <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. I'm totally going to do that. Where yeah. you actually ended up, and uh, and then you, you kind of like a scribbled in cities that you just happen to add to the itinerary. So That's a great idea. Talk to me about like how important it is and, and, and why you think you sh it's good to just act even if you, you don't feel like you're fully prepared. You know, you, t you talked about being the introvert, Brendan, the extrovert, um, and, and you don't necessarily have every single one of your ducks in place for this trip. But I think uh, what, what was more important for you was to take what we like to call imperfect action. We are at the age where it's a good time for us to do it. You know, and I'm also, because we do freelance, that also enables us to do something like this. And obviously, like, you know, it's not going to be, not everyone can be in the position in their lives to do something like this. I'm trying to give, I'm trying to think, go back to your question. So yeah. imperfect action, which just taking action without yeah, the, yeah. My, one of my favorite sayings is "perfect is the enemy of good," right? Because we're, always, you know, we're always just trying to make sure that uh, we put out something that's the perfect logo, the perfect picture, and we use that as, as an excuse to just not put something out the door, right? Right, right, absolutely. And I mean, there, that's that's a huge struggle. That's something that I have also struggled with as well. Um, but I think the way that I kind of got past that is like I've trained my brain to just not even think about it. You know, like not obviously we're deep down, we're terrified to do this. You know, like we are scared that we're going to end up on the road and like end up in a desert somewhere and <laughs> with a car day, you know, these crazy, stupid scenarios. Yeah. But I have to force my brain to just stop thinking about it 
and to just think forward, to think about the value of what we're going to be providing and to think about how much we're going to learn ourselves. You know, so I think if people are stuck on something, obviously it's important to invest the time and the research into getting something of quality up there. Um, but at the same time, you have to force your brain to just keep moving and to just push past those, those delayed periods, those times when you get stuck. Yeah, because it's important. I think the momentum is what's the most important part there. And, and you might have a couple of trips and falls on the way, but I think the forward action is the most important part. Absolutely. And obviously, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really tough when something happens and you feel discouraged, which this, we anticipated being able to meet our goal on Indiegogo, no problem. And, you know, it's like five days left and we have 50% to go still. So I was really surprised that they hadn't met their goal. And I just want to take a second here to have you check out qualitythrives.org. Check out the link to the Indiegogo campaign. I recently tweeted about it and I'll be tweeting till the campaign ends. And I put it on Facebook and I've asked all my friends to help pitch in. We've got to get these guys over the finish line. Um, This is such an important uh, thing that they're doing. And I, I really feel passionate about it. And I'm putting out a good intention to the listeners to follow along, follow my lead and let's help help Brandy and Brendan out uh, qualitythrives.org Indiegogo campaign. Go contribute today. Pause this if you have to, but do that. Thanks. So, I mean, I, and I, I don't know if we're going to meet our goal and even if we don't, we're still obviously going to pursue this. Um, but there's always going to be situations that are really discouraging and you just, have to really focus on the good parts when you start feeling those discouraging parts. If you are doing something for the benefit of society, I think that that helps too, you know, cause you know that you're, you're helping people and it's not just all about you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're doing something for the greater good. And I think uh, the universe tends to kind of align itself when, when those things happen and, and kind of puts things in your path that are going to help you to succeed. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you mentioned, so the campaign is on Indiegogo. Uh, the goal is $4,000. You're um, 55% uh, there and um, definitely would encourage listeners and, and, and I'll be pushing it out as much as I can. Um, it seems like it, it's, you should definitely make, make that goal. I mean, it, it's, it, it's not like an audacious $50,000 we need to get this started. But I, I imagine it's, it's, you pick that amount, um, with the thought of, uh, having enough to, to just kind of get you started and get you on the road. Right. Right. Well, and we also, we, we do need some updated equipment. Like when we purchased the equipment, uh, to do these interviews, we had a pretty tight budget. So we spent as much as we possibly could on it, but we really would, we're now at the level, the skill level where we feel like it would be good to have a higher grade camera. Yeah. So, cause we, we want these to be beautiful. We want these interviews to be beautiful and we didn't spend, you know, thousands of dollars on a camera up front because we wanted to spend some time learning and we knew that it wasn't going to be perfect putting it out there. So but now that we've done this for six months, we, we do feel like our skill set, skill set has gotten to that level where not that we deserve 
a nicer camera, but just that what we're putting out there needs to look more higher quality. Yeah, I think because you have, I mean, obviously you have that uh, design eye from um, the work you're doing with the uh, Mile One and I imagine to some extent there there is that uh, you hold that is that um, holding yourself to a higher standard when it comes to things design related, right? You have no idea. Like <laughs> I, 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 it's 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 frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. Being a designer is frustrating. You would you could ask this to any designer, and they would tell the exact same thing. I mean, yeah. I had to build my website, my personal website, three times over the course of two months just because designers are such perfectionists, yeah. you know, and nothing is ever good enough for some reason. I don't know what that, like, why that's in our brains, but it's, it's just kind of how, how it is. I totally relate because, um, I'm, although I'm not a designer, I, I dabble in design and I, I used to like collect fonts when I was like younger. And, I, and this was like pre-internet, like not pre-internet, but just like there'd be sites and you could download font libraries. And I had hundreds. I don't know what the hell I was going to do with them. That's exactly, that's how I got started in design. Not even kidding. Was exploring font libraries. Yeah, yeah. so I was geeking out on it. And then I, I got into like everything. I was working with Adobe PageMaker and, and then I learned about uh, kerning and leading, letting or leading. I still don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> like squeezing like letters together to make like <laughs> logos. And I would just spend hours on this stuff. And then obviously I, I felt bad for anyone that like, needed to have me review their work because later on in, in my corporate life, I, I would manage reporting teams and they would send me like the out their output and I would be more focused on like what fonts they were using. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah and I'll be like, no, I think, and, and believe it or not, I would like catch when they had two spaces, like after a period as opposed to one. And I'd be like, oh, you need to like fix this. And it's like one of the first things I do when someone sends me a text document, I do like a find and replace for like double spaces to get it cleaned up. So that's, you've got like the designer gene in you. That's yeah. interesting. Cause yeah, I, I think all designers are, are really adamant about paying very, very close attention to those details that most people miss. Yeah. And I think it's only when you're around people that have that OCD quality I, that I, I like to call it that, that you don't feel like you're going crazy or you don't feel like some like Jack Nicholson character in that movie where he's like losing his mind or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way on a daily basis. Honestly. So, yeah, I mean, I guess in another lifetime, I, I probably would have like do, uh, dove deep into like design. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Like literally, like I, sometimes I obsess over like colors and I have to get like the right hex code exactly right. And it's like, uh, it drives me crazy sometimes. That's, yeah. But that's great. That's really, it's good that you are so focused on what you're putting out there. You know, I, I think that's also a large reason for why we're doing quality thrives as well. Because we feel like there's a lot of stuff that's constantly going out that people aren't really putting that much thought into. And so it's kind of cluttering up the Internet a little bit, which we've had a lot of different conversations about this. And once again, I, this might sound negative. I don't want it to sound negative at all. But we do. The reason we're calling it Quality Thrives is because we're trying to really get the message out there that hard work and dedication um, and research and working to develop your skill set that's ultimately what gets you to that level of success that everyone wants to be at. Yeah. And, ta and taking pride in your work, right? Having, being passionate about what it is that you do. Absolutely. For sure. You, you're going to be hitting the road uh, fairly soon. So 
And, and you've already mentioned how <laughs> that makes you a little bit anxious, but I, ma- I imagine that it's extremely exciting, right? Yeah, it, it definitely. I, I mean, I, I think the the feelings of anxiety are slightly outweighing it a little bit, <laughs> um, but yeah, we. I mean, we've been prepping for it for six months now, so it's been it's been a long six months. It's also come on so quickly. We weren't expecting it th- that six months to pass so fast, yeah. but um, we, we're excited to meet all these wonderful people that we've been talking to, like the the businesses that we've been contacted by have been so excited about the idea yeah. and about the, about the idea that we're going to be interviewing them for free. Like we're going to be creating this potentially, you know, marketing collateral that they can use for free. That's, I, I think that that's a pretty rare thing too. And they've all responded really well to it. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm very excited about the di- diverse range of people that we're going to meet. So have you, uh, given a name to your, your vehicle? A, a name? Well, <laughs> I haven't. Like the uh, it, like the like the mystery machine or something like that. It, that's a good idea, actually, because I actually we we're going to be taking my uh, blue Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and we're actually we're going to write on the back of it, you know, eight thousand miles, two hundred and fifty entrepreneurs, just because you know why not be a traveling billboard for it? You totally should do that. Yeah, I I, I see that a lot. We've gone to like Coachella Festival and we saw it uh, in Burning Man and just people get excited when they're on their way to their destination. And you, you're you going to be on your way to your destination for a full year. So yeah, and I mean, we're probably we're probably going to be on the road for two years. That's yeah. what we're okay. anticipating to get all 250 interviews. Yeah, so why not, you know, uh, advertise it. We, we I think I mentioned the, the van that we bought for the trip. It happened to have like pink seating and, and pink carpeting inside so <laughs> oh my gosh so that we, sounds amazing so we called her rosie so that's her new name now that is so cool yeah i definitely i need to come up with a name for my my little bug i feel like she looks like a betty yeah so we might that. blue betty blue little volkswagen beetle <laughs> betty like and then it. you could give her her own twitter account and she can provide updates on what's happening from her from her perspective as well <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> As you can tell, the the, the the ideas never stop flowing when when I'm when I'm talking to a, a fellow creative. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's amazing. I get like a hundred ideas a day, so it's nice to be able to discuss these crazy ideas with someone. So this is fascinating stuff, Brandy. And uh, so this is obviously consuming a, a, the majority of your time. But like, do you find downtime to work on? brandy do you do you think about like the things that you need to do to keep yourself uh focused to keep yourself like in shape to keep you know mentally alert and are you making time for that before we started quality thrives i was like i i was really into working out and you know going to bed at a good time and waking up at a good time and everything like that but ever since we've started this i just it's become my life it's quality thrives has kind of become who i am as a person, I feel like, and if I'm not working on client work, I'm doing something for quality thrives. And I just, I don't know what it is. I know that I should probably focus more on my own needs, but that momentum of that I need to keep this going. If I start focusing on myself, then that momentum drops. And then it's twice as hard to get it back up to the level it was already at, you know? So, and this is, it's, this is a conversation I've had with a lot of people. There's this idea that everybody needs these vacations and these 
these breaks. Otherwise, this huge burnout is going to happen. Um, like the four hour work week, you know, only work a limited amount of time, be a lifestyle entrepreneur, things like that. Yeah. And I argue that I, that it, that might be the case for some people. But when you think about it, if you are going, you know, 100 miles per hour, trying to get your work done and giving it your all. And then if you make your force yourself to stop. To take a break, even if you don't feel like you need one but you just, you do, then it's going to be much more difficult to resume working at that level. I mean, it might just be because I'm a designer and because I get very focused and in the zone. So it's harder for me to get back into the zone. But I just, I haven't really had time to think about Brandy. (laughs) So my counter to that is going to be that if Brandy breaks down, then Quality Thrives is going to suffer. It. I totally agree. I haven't, I mean, I've had mild breakdowns. Like I, I have had, you know, a good three hour cry session. I had one a couple of weeks ago. Those are fine. You need, you need that, you need that release every now and then. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I haven't, I don't, I've never had a situation that's where I've, you know, broken down and couldn't get out of bed or something. You know, I, I always can, sort of push past that. And I, I take St. John's wort, which is yeah. a really great vitamin. And I think that that probably helps to avoid that as well. Cause it's, that's used to prevent, you know, depression or anxiety, things like that. Yeah. That I was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. From definitely from, um, the mental angle, but also from the, the health angle as well. And I'm glad to hear that you're taking, um, a supplement and I would definitely recommend, um, some sort of really good multivitamin, and some, this is going to turn into a health show in like two seconds. No, no, please. Well, advice. Yeah, I mean, I'm big, really big on um, like prevention because a lot of times people try to address the uh, the symptoms after, or, you know, address the illness, at, you know, once the symptoms arise. And at that point, it's too late. So I'm a huge fan of like building up your immunity uh, and your immune system. And so I, I'm big on... Um, a really good multivitamin and then also vitamin D. I, I, like, I swear yeah. by that stuff because it's one of the best ways to build up your immune system. And, and even you can take probably more vitamin C than you're used to. And I think you're going to be on the road so much and you're going to be introduced to like so many foreign elements, shaking so many hands. Like, I haven't it, even thought about that, but that's a really good point. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to have to make sure like you're, you're always like, um, you know, to the extent that you can get some sleep, do that as well. But you know, at the very least, you know, keep um, your, your health in, in top shape because you, you, you want to be performing at your best at, and you've got to almost have to hit the reboot button every single time you get re- ready for each one of these interviews, right? Yeah, basically. Um, and, and I totally, I completely 110% agree. I think this startup period, this, this long six months that we've been preparing to launch, I haven't been, neither of us have been focused enough on our health at all because we've been so focused on getting things ready for this. But we definitely, like our first, when we go to Tennessee, we're going to be climbing the Appalachian Mountains. We're going to be doing a lot of those types of things. And we had this plan that every four hours we would stop somewhere and do a jog somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like when you're sitting in the car for a long time, you start to feel really disgusting. Oh, yeah. And just horrible and bloated and gross. And so we want to avoid that by and we're also going to be uh, carrying dumbbells in the cars with in the car with us so that okay. we can 
do some nice little arm workouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, there's some um, really good uh, videos on like these seven minute workouts and these twelve minute workouts. So you could probably do those in the in the hotel room or in, in wherever you're staying and, and kind of build that into your morning routine as well. Absolutely, for sure. So I think we've got uh, all, all, all the bases covered. We've got the health, we've got the mental, we've got the design, we've got the travel, we've got the, the, the uh, automobile uh, named. And anything we missed? No, I, like, I feel like I should have like a checklist here. I'm just like, done, done, and done. Thank you, Harry. Yeah. No, I mean, this, this sounds like super fun. And I mean, all you need is like a, a really cool sponsor of like a, 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 maybe like a, a multivitamin sponsor to help you through the trip. <laughs> That's a great idea too. That we actually we were thinking like in six months or so we would start introducing sponsorships. So I may just do that. Yeah, you could do the. Uh, have you seen that uh, sleeve that they create for vehicles, like these promo vehicles, like Red Bull and stuff like that? So apparently you can get, and they, I'm sure they have it for bugs. That that's a very common promo vehicle, I'm sure. But it's just like this thing that gets this plastic sleeve and it gets like stuck to your car and it looks like it's part of the car. It's not painted, but it looks like it is. So that'd be I know exactly. We actually looked into that last year at some point and I haven't even thought about that for this, but you're totally right. That would, wow. Yeah. That would, I'm sure companies would love if we were traveling across the country for us to promote their products. Oh yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, the word is out there as well. So we gotta, we gotta find you a sponsor for this as well kind of sure. lighten the load, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. So man, Brandy, I'm super excited. Uh, and I, I definitely hope to alter your, your travel plans in the future so that you do come through my neck of the woods or I, I, my parents are still in New York. So maybe, uh, I'll make that happen in the next couple of months and we'll coordinate that as well. Honestly, we know so many people in LA that we're definitely, we'll definitely be making our way there. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll when do you think you'll be in New York? Um, we're actually going to be in New York in December. December, okay. Yeah, because my parents live up there as well, so we're going to go and visit them, spend Christmas with them, and um, yeah, probably be there till January. Uh, upstate New York or closer to the city? It's Saratoga Springs, so it's about three hours away from okay. the city. Hopefully, you get it, you get some time in the city as well. See the, see the Rockefeller tree and all that. Oh my gosh, that's that's I think out of everything. That's one of the things that we're the most excited about is just right. being able to be in New York City. Brendan's never been, and I oh. absolutely love New York City. And so I'm really excited for him to get that first experience. Yeah, I think I mentioned, but I, I mean, that's where we moved from from uh, four months ago to L.A. from oh, New York. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, you were actually living in the city. Yeah, we were living in the East Village. Uh, so that I, must have been amazing. I absolutely love big cities. I love being around people. I love hustle and bustle. I love... <laughs> Just the congestion. Like there's such an energy that happens when you're around like that many people. And uh, I totally feel especially that. in New York City, because you know that the only people who are there, they're there for a reason, yeah. you know, because it's so expensive to live there that you got to you got to be working your butt off if you're there. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's so many things that are going to be happening. Um, it's it's so exciting. And just from, from being the observer, you must be 10 times as excited and nervous, equally nervous yes. about everything that's coming up. But um, I think this is such a fascinating story. And I think um, a lot of people are going to be following you. And as you build more relationships with entrepreneurs, that's just another group of people that as you leave their city, they're going to be like, okay, we're going to be tracking what happens to you. And it's just going to be, it's like that Forrest Gump at, <laughs> where he's running and then just more and more people 
we'll just keep joining him as he keeps running down. I'm sure you've probably heard the Forrest Gump analogy already. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I love that movie. And I mean, that's what we're really hoping for. We're just, we're hoping that people get a sense for that, that this is something genuine, that the, there's no ulterior motive behind this. This is not to monetize. This is, you know, there's no marketing tactic that we're not really showing behind it. It's simply because we want to distribute honest things and we want to put the spotlight on average people, on people just like us, because we, we feel like there's average people out there who deserve it. So, yeah, it's almost like uh, average people doing above average things, right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, it's, it's insane how many amazing people we're surrounded by and yeah. we don't even know it. Yeah. And it just, ever since we started this, just, we randomly talk to people all the time now and all the stories that we hear is just, it's, it's so eye opening. Like there's this world in front of us and we're so focused on the top dogs and the successful people that we kind of overlook it all. But really all of the amazing insight and all of the amazing stories are right in front of us. And that's so awesome that you're going to be shining a spotlight on those people. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Brandy. This has been a fa fascinating discussion. I'm, I'm super excited uh, to just track your progress and uh, definitely going to get caught up on the videos. And uh, it's just going to be just fascinating to watch over the coming months. Thank you, Harry, so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. So uh, what's the best best site uh, to, to both support the campaign and, and start to follow along? Yeah, so we got we are on Indiegogo. Our campaign ends on the 16th of September. Um, so if you just go to Indiegogo and type in in the search Quality Thrives, our campaign will come right up. Or you can go to our website, which is qualitythrives.org, and we have um, a big advertisement at the bottom that says support our mission, and that will take them directly to the Indiegogo campaign. That's all places that everyone within the sound of our voices needs to be uh, going to immediately <laughs> to support uh, uh, Brandy and Brendan, and um, I'm wishing you the best. And uh, I'm probably going to have to check in with you at some point <laughs> again when you're on the road and uh, have a follow-up um, to just track your progress. That would be amazing. We would, yeah, we would love to do it. And maybe Brendan can be part of it as well. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, uh, Brandy, thanks, so thanks again. And, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks, Harry. Have a good day. So needless to say, I was very inspired by Brandy and and Brendan and what they're doing. I'm pushing this ad nauseum, um, so I won't belabor the point. Get on the site, help them out, and uh, I'm also excited about the a ton of interviews I've got lined up, uh, again, as a result of Podcast Movement, so stay tuned. I'm back on the weekly schedule. If uh, I start logging them with, a, uh, with more frequency, then um, I may even do two a week. So if uh, that sounds like a good idea, then uh, shoot me some feedback on Twitter, an email, or on Facebook. Take care, guys. Have a fantastic week.